Welcome. Welcome to my boyfriend watches Teen, teen Moms. Moms. Yes. This is a podcast of me and my boyfriend, and we watch Teen Mom. This is the highlight of my life. Right now. You introducing me to this show. I think that there are so many <laughs> different dynamics at play with family and relationships and Agreed. society. I think that is fantastic <laughs> and I'm ready to dive into, into it. it. Yeah. Okay, well before we do that, I think we should introduce ourselves. I agree. Who we are. Yes. Well so, I am not Will Smith. That that is not Will Smith. Not at all. And I am J B. J B. JB. The JB stands for Joe Budden. Because <laughs> well, I'm a hating ass pump, pump, bitch. Pump, I don't know pump. if I'm allowed to say bitch on pump, a podcast. Bitch? Why not? I don't know. I'm going to say bitch on the podcast. Okay. They say bitch in the show. Okay, true. Are we the PG version? Of... I guess so. I don't want to be. Well, yeah. So I we started watching Teen Mom. Well, I've watched Teen Mom for a long time. I'm an anthropologist by education so i love to watch no i'm serious by trade i guess so i like to watch teen mom to look at societal issues something that not will smith has already brought up for you um i love listening and seeing people's stories play out i love seeing interactional um the way that structural aspects of society like race gender and sex sexuality plays out unfold on this show unfolds in interactions and how it can be framed and scripted and edited for tv there's a lot of fuckery with the production of the show first of all (laughs) i think that that's (laughs) equally as important as the real life stuff is how they produce it and how they get people into these situations behind the scenes manufactured drama yes and i think that that is very uh mtv Yes. Y'all fucked up for half Ooh, to be the honest. critiques. Yeah. So yeah, I like to I like to look at those things through the MTV lens. And I've been watching Teen Mom since it was sixteen and pregnant for the last ten years. Ten days. <laughs> Dang, and decade. my boyfriend here, he just recently started watching Teen Mom with me. Um, it became first I was watching it while I was with him, visiting him while we were long distance, and he slowly started to pay attention. And then it became something for us when we were living long distance to be able to bond over. So we used to watch it at the same time and talk about it. And that was kind of a way that we could feel close to each other. So it has a really, it's a really it's a special thing yeah. in our relationship. Yeah. It's the glue that uh, keeps us together. I don't, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we are not long distance anymore, it's kind of a nice thing to be able to make a podcast so we can talk about talk it. And enjoy it. Really, I just like critiquing the lives of other people that are yeah. me. And it makes me feel a little better about myself. Exactly. So we just, we really just want to entertain everybody <laughs> like we entertain ourselves. And I thought it would be interesting <laughs> to get a man's perspective on this show. And I am a man. You are a man. Very man, we're man. Very true. So I just wanted to make sure that we introduced ourselves. Um, and so the way that the show will go is we're just going to recap each person from each show of okay. the week. Okay. This episode might take a while to get was a lot of onto iTunes because we have to make it iTunes and stuff, so oh. it might be a few days late, but oh. it's Thanksgiving. Like Nobody's going to be like... Yeah. Nobody knows that this show exists right this now. Right this now. At this second, nobody knows. Oh, this, this podcast. Yeah. yeah, nobody's expecting it, so, yeah, so you can be you'll probably way. get it way late. 
but we're gonna try to be you know every week do a podcast and obviously like if one show's on and the other ones aren't we'll only do one show so it, it does kind of suck having two shows but we'll try to not ramble too much yeah. so here we go all right let's do it so we're gonna start with Bristol, oh, and then we're gonna go to Cheyenne. My least favorite person on this show, by far. Yeah, and so, not Will Smith over here was not watching Teen Mom before this season, no. so he's not really aware of the new versus old girl dynamic. I don't on even the show. understand why that's important. Yeah, and I kind of feel the... like we could talk about like extracurricular topics on Teen Mom, but I think for now we're gonna just stick to the show. Yeah. I don't know, you know, like, the episode that they had when there's, like, the reunion and they're meeting the new people. Like, they don't have to interact with each other. Like, right. the point of the show is that they're in their own lives, and this is yeah. what they do on a daily basis. So, like, just because somebody shares the airtime with you doesn't mean you have to get along with them. It, it was very weird that they were like, well, I hope that we can get along with everybody. Like, if you don't, then okay. <laughs> you could just continue is... to live your life, you know. This is the commentary from a person who never watched Farah on the show. So But and it's funny <laughs> it's funny that like they all bonded over Oh yeah, Farah was the worst person. Right. Oh yeah, and then that brought them together. Right. It it's just you know, it's very silly that they Agreed. had the entire why did they have to meet in the first place? The show place? is a show about a show now. It's uh it's an element of And the, most of the this show. season up to this point has been absolute nonsense. <laughs> true this could have been yes. two episodes yes so this was actually our favorite episode of og so far that, because it felt like stuff happened it felt like entertaining. every person did something but i think they just bored us to death with the first six it's episodes it's been pretty rough and it's been like taking place over the space of like two days Jesus for Christ. like four weeks really yeah it's been yeah. not the best television but this show was pretty good and <laughs> i think like since we're on the topic of Bristol, she is uh, by far the worst person on this TV show. <laughs> like every episode is her chasing down one of her mm-hmm. baby daddies with some really petty complaint True. that she has. True. And them having a completely reasonable explanation for their behaviors, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "Hey, I I want to read the contract. I just got it. I want to make sure that you're not getting the money. Right. That is, or that's that completely reasonable." Exactly. And she's like, well, I just want to make sure you read it. I just want to make sure you got it. And it's just like, Bristol, shut up. Like, go live your life. Go to Alaska. So you don't have to. Ooh. You don't have to do this. And this is why I think that the producers do this shit. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you. <laughs> let's say you, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. married to me, right? Mm-hmm. And I have this crazy baby mama. Right. And she wants $250 at the airport for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you participate in that at no. all? Like, what? They, I'm, I'm good. These people are rich. They, right. I'm pretty sure Bristol Palin doesn't need $250. Exactly. I'm pretty sure she doesn't need it in cash at the airport as she's dropping her ch- child off. Yeah. It's, she wasn't dropping him off. Uh, whatever. We picked up. Whatever. But yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, no, I think, like, I tried to go into this episode. Well, I tried to go into Bristol scenes with an open mind instead of, like, because I don't, like, I would not want people to judge me based on what my parents have done. True. So I try. I don't know anything about her except for what I saw on the news. But would you care about Bristol Palin if it wasn't for her mom? Would she be on this show if it wasn't for? Yeah, her I mean, like all the most of the women on the show were not anybody before MTV. So it's kind of like even if it's a nobody from nowhere, like we still like I would still watch it and want to know. And I like 
I'm interested in Bristol Palin's story for all the things that have nothing to do with Bristol Palin being a Palin. And so that's why I tried to, <laughs> like, I tried to overlook it. I tried to be sympathetic to her and not judge her. But then the more you see shit, it's just, like, it's rich people problems. Well, it's very hard to do that when Sarah Palin is in it's, every other segment, oh, Sarah too. Palin's popping pills, in drinking her alcohol, mixing opinion them together that, uh, with her orange Cheeto makeup, like... Oh, she's the worst. Saying random Sarah shit. Sarah Palin it's is just, actually the worst person on this show. She doesn't actually. need to be on this show at all. It's sad. But it's just not relatable. There's, like, I cannot relate to any of the petty arguments she has with her baby fathers. I can't I'll get with two it. Of them. Across the country, different states. It's just like, you've put yourself in this situation by sleeping with these men, having children with them. <laughs> yeah. Like you, I mean, like, oh, she was married to Dakota, so, like, that would be expected okay, to have children. Okay, that's like, fine, but, like... <laughs> but, yeah. You have the same issue with both of them, pretty much. And, yeah. Well, it's just, it just doesn't seem... Well, to me, it also just seems very forced. And she just seems very fake because everything she says is, like, I'm not being petty, but... And then goes <laughs> and does something petty and argues over a contract and tries to, like, air it out on national TV that you've had this piece of paper for four weeks. And, like, just bringing up those little details to sound right is just very, like... The way she tries to play innocent is exactly. just not... She doesn't want to be... She's not good at it because she's not likable. She's not, and she's not innocent. And she's not That's innocent. the big problem. She <laughs> is the catalyst for most of this stuff. Well, I don't know. I feel like Dakota's... Dakota has are, a like, fair... Sh- he has his issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that she has made them worse over the years for I don't him. know. If, I think she definitely triggers it. But I feel like it's probably like really, really hard for her to deal with that like that is a lot to deal with and i don't blame her for not wanting to deal with it i I can agree with that but she probably knew that before they got married yeah i mean yeah there's one i think what rubbed me the wrong way about bristol palin Mm -hmm. is that she married this guy because he won a medal of honor and i Mm -hmm. feel like she did that just because he fucking won a medal of honor yeah like she's very concerned with her reputation and how people and she didn't want the shit that comes with being Stay with somebody right. that had to do something to right. win a medal of honor. Absolutely. He yeah. he obviously has you know a range of emotional issues that he needs to be worked out. He mm-hmm. needs counseling and that's fine, you know. But she didn't want to take on that responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine, you know. I'm not going to fault anybody for that, but But you but you don't necessarily feel bad. And you can't play the victim. Yeah. You can't it's not like, I think I can accept her wanting to remove herself from that situation at any moment, but I don't, like, I feel like she needs to take accountability for being in that situation in the first place. And deal with it. Stop complaining yeah. about it. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to be petty. I don't want to argue. Right. And then being petty. But, I and just, then argue. And it's so, it's such minor things. It, like, feels like, it almost feels like production asked her, like, what conflicts exist in your life? And she's like, ooh. <sighs> I know, and well, she he hasn't picked signed all this, this out. Contract like, yet. My son is dancing on a TV show and needs to get a, a form signed by his father so he can get money in a trust fund. Like, who relates to that? <laughs> Especially not the people watching this show. No, we're all I, broke bitches. I, I, re- I really And doubt, we love to yeah. talk shit and gossip and watch crazy things happen on TV. So it's like, why? Well, I think she just doesn't really belong on this show. She just doesn't. And it stands out, and it's just very annoying. And I'm sure next week, 
Mm-hmm. The preview was that, oh, are you going to be dating somebody? Like, who gives a right. fuck who Sarah, who Bristol Palin? Yeah, and like, I think I, that's weird, too, is that, like, her scenes are not even really about her a lot of the time. Like, all of her scenes are stolen by Sarah Palin, Dakota, her son. Like, everybody well, else, it seems, wants... Like, she does doesn't she seem, seem like a main character. No. I, what would you want to know about her? Nothing. Also... Then why is she on the show? <laughs> also, we just got to mention how... Uh, her baby father, Levi, his, uh, significant other, I don't know if they're dating, married, or whatever, um, showed up oh. <laughs> wearing olive green plaid, and guess what Bristol was wearing under her jean jacket? Olive green plaid. And they kept, like, cropping it so you couldn't see both of the green plaids at the same time, but it, can you imagine? That, had to be that must have pissed her off. Like that, she's all dressed up for the cameras, and then somebody else shows up in her outfit on the runway. <sighs> it time. looked cold though. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like she wore the jacket. She probably benefited from it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it looked pretty yeah. breezy on that wherever they were. Where were they? Alaska, so I'm sure it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, so. You know, Bristol Palin, I just... I don't care anymore, and I just really want her to be off the show moving forward. I don't really yeah. care about her personal life. Nothing is interesting. It's all normal, middle-class shit. People get divorced. People have Upper shitty class. co-parents. Like, okay, show us something new. Yeah. And we're not really sure what she actually does for money. Like, what is Bristol Palin's career? I'm not sure. Well, you said that she was a motivational speaker. I'm guessing that she does events and speaks about, like, teen pregnancy and things of that nature. But I really have no idea. I haven't seen her at a job. (laughs) I I don't know. She She seems like... I don't know. I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about with Bristol? Right now it is. Is there anything else with Bristol this week? I don't think so, right? Um, I mean, the preview said that she would be dating somebody, or that she oh, was. Yeah. I feel like she was dating somebody before. The whole time. So because this is what I've I've learned this mm-hmm. through my years oh, of being gosh. a man, is that when uh, her husband or ex husband mm-hmm. was like, "Well, we we were together last month," she was like, mm-hmm. "No, we weren't." Like mm-hmm. she was probably dating somebody at that point, mm. and she was making that distinction. Like, Ooh, no, she and, has to make the boundary. Clear. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Very they're probably going to bring up that person, Ooh. and it's going to be like, "This is new," but it's not going to be new. And then the twist is going to be that they've been seeing each other Classic. this entire time. I think that's what we can only hope. I like this prediction. Yeah, that's my prediction. Very creative. Very like this is very on brand for somebody who hasn't watched the show. I'm very proud of you. Very on brand. What do you mean? Like this is something that the show would do and yeah. has done before. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. That was a little teaser. <laughs> What's to come? All we right. hope. Okay, so what happened in Cheyenne's segment this week? Um. Well, I guess her and uh, Zach. Split up <laughs> a whole lot so we, of bullshit. Oh, god, see, this is the thing about this show is that this could have been two episodes like, they're the course of their relationship mm-hmm. when they're together. He moves in, he gets jealous, obviously, and then they split up. Like, I saw this coming five minutes after first watching this, yeah. And I'm actually very proud of my boy Zach, I've <laughs> been very critical of him and his decisions to put himself in this situation, right? Where you right. are dating somebody that is. It's not like she is, like, friendly with Corey. They yeah. actively hang out. They do shit. They parent together. 
And like, if you want to do, if she wants to do that and have that type of relationship, that's all well and dead. Right. You know, and like, some men will date somebody who has that. Like, some men aren't bothered by that. Right. I don't know anybody that wouldn't be bothered by that. But I don't think it. I don't think she's doing anything. I don't think she's doing anything disrespectful to her boyfriend. I, I think uh, that he's agitated by it. And I guess this is our first disagreement on this, but. I think he's agitated by it, but I don't... Like, I don't think she has crossed any boundaries with her baby's father. No, I think she, she does tell him a lot about her personal life. She has crossed several but, boundaries. Like, I think she tells him too much about her relationship, but they are, like, they are and were friends more... Like, they were never dating. They were always friends, you know? And so it makes sense that she treats him like a friend because they are and were friends, and that doesn't need to change because they have a baby. And so I don't think, like, I don't think she's slept with Corey. I don't think she is, like, uh, I don't think she's fucking around. Why would she keep Zach around if she wanted to be with Corey? People like having multiple options, you know, if things I don't just, work out. I think that's why she keeps Corey around in the event least, that it doesn't work out with Zach. Then, hey. From our perspective, I haven't seen her do anything or say anything that I think is, like, treating Corey more like her boyfriend. There was an episode, I believe, at the barbecue, and he asked, and he's like, is the window closed or whatever? And she's like, no, it's not closed. Like, right then and there. It's like, no, if you are entertaining the idea of being with somebody else other than the person that you're with, then you don't need to be with the person. And that's yeah. fine. And that's like... And that's what I've been saying this entire time is, that, why are you with him? Yeah, I don't think either of them should be together, but I think that if she wanted to date... Like, I don't think it's fair to say that she can't date anybody else if that's the relationship she has with her baby's father because her baby's father has that relationship with her and he sees other people i mean if she you know what i mean and like nobody would have a nobody would have any problem with Corey dating a woman and acting like that with his baby's mother but people have an issue with the mother acting that way with the father and so i think that like a lot of men probably will and do take issue with that but i think there are men who maybe wouldn't be bothered by it and if and if she wanted to date somebody like that that's fine but zach is clearly bothered by it and he can do what he did today and say something and then decide from there if he wants to stay or go and And i think that's that's very fair i think that that could have happened three episodes ago exactly (laughs) I, i disagree with you in the sense that you think that their relationship wasn't inappropriate at all because they had several conversations when they talked about the possibility of getting back together or getting together mm-hmm. yeah while like she was, he flirts with her and she flirts he with he like sabotaged their entire relationship so it's yeah. not like they yeah, were just like, like friends Corey, that's what i'm saying too is like she talks to Corey about her relationship too much i think i don't think to be a baby's father and to be your friend you need to know all the details of like, no they they, they were just life. so i think she overshared with him and i think she like encouraged Corey to cross boundaries and all those things but i don't think that like i don't think she cheated on zach with Corey. i mean and i don't think she like i think she was still dating zach Cheating, and not dating Corey. Cheating can be take many forms. There's physical cheating, obviously, and there is emotional cheating. And right. she definitely emotionally cheated on him. I think she was, like, shady, and I think she is, like... I definitely... I agree in some ways they are they have an inappropriate relationship. But I think, like, some people, when 
find a problem with that. No, if she can find somebody that wants to date her that wouldn't have a problem with that, then that's awesome that's what for I'm her. Saying. Like, I don't I feel think like that there that should be people who aren't bothered by that. But I think the vast majority of people with any type of self esteem, with any type of backbone, would be but bothered. That, by I just that. don't think I don't think that holds true because. I think, like, if it were the other way around, I don't think anybody but, would have any problem with but Corey But it's not the other way around. You know, it's... Like, Corey is a hoe. Everybody knows this about Corey. Oh, like, but no, but... On MTV. <laughs> like, he's been on a lot of shows. I think the biggest issue, though, was Zach never wanted to take... Be the father, father of that child. No. So, so, like, he wouldn't have been in the situation <laughs> in the first place no. if he would have stepped up because she wouldn't have needed right, Corey. Right. But he said specifically, "Well, I'm not. I'm not here to be a father. I'm right. just." And like, what? Then at that point, what do you expect? Because right. the child does deserve a father right. figure, and he does. Right. The, and I didn't see him doing anything. No. No. And that was like the other thing that we like when we were talking about when we watched it. When he's like, "Well, if you don't want like." He kind of gave her that ultimatum, and he said that he thought he would sacrifice for her, and he thought that she would sacrifice for him. And I was like, why would she do that? Like, what does he have to offer her? Because it doesn't seem like we haven't seen him doing anything for her. Right. Or we've the, seen or everybody else, or the child. We've seen everybody else in her family driving them around. Motherfuckers be at the hospital. All the twenty time. people at the hospital. All the time. He's not there. Exactly. So, so yeah. and he was like living with her in her sister's house and so, so like he was crashing with her, you know what I mean? So it doesn't seem like he can provide for her emotionally, like interactionally, financially. Like it does not seem like he's enriching her life. And I'm guessing that Corey pays for some shit for the kid if nothing else and drives and goes to events and wants to be involved what zach should have done is say hey listen we can take Ryder to my parents house why don't you meet my like right if i'm gonna be in your life i'm gonna be in Ryder's life then we should all we should establish that relationship like i'm the stepdad and you have to you have to step up Mm -hmm. and do that if you want this relationship to progress and he wasn't willing to do that he just wanted the relationship right minus the child Mm -hmm. which doesn't work like, I think he's right for not wanting to be with her, but I think, like, she's also not missing anything without True. I, I mean, they should not have been together in the first place. And that's really <laughs> it. So, yeah. <laughs> and then next we have Kate and Tyler. Oh, my, uh, I guess my favorite couple on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the fact that they've been together for so long. I think that they're... They have a really interesting dynamic where it's very obvious that he hates her. Oh, my god! At the very least, is very irritated by her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know what they what has happened before this season, but with her going to uh, impatient and just... He has a lot of shit on his plate, and I think that he is just growing very frustrated with her. <laughs> and the relationship, which... Is okay. Is very common when you've mm-hmm. been with somebody since you were 15 years old. Exactly. I think, um, like, I don't know, it's hard because I always root for them. I always want them to come out on top. Um, and, like, I feel like I have a lot in common with both of them, so I feel like I understand them in ways that most people don't. <laughs> that sounds so weird. <laughs> but, um, like, we both, like, we all grew up in southeastern Michigan. They were poor white people. I was poor white people. Their families were drug addicts. My family is drug addicts. So, like... 
I understand the dysfunction on many levels. And so I'm always, like, rooting for them because I feel like they've done really, really well considering what they could have been, like, what they could have turned into. True. They work so hard. And so I always want, like, I always want the best for them. So it's hard to see that, like, I agree with you. It seems like Ty's kind of at the end of his rope. And so I'm just, I'm always hopeful, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that when you are in a constant state of chaos and mm-hmm. transition, and, like there's always something that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's hard to at some point it's just like, OK, like it's hard to move on past yeah. that. It's hard to even when she was like, OK, we'll do the counseling or we'll go do the retreat thing. He's still like because like right. you're, st- you're not out of it at that right. point. You're still trying to like get through whatever you're going through. And it's just it's hard yeah. to see the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. When you're at that point. And so I think that... I, and I think he's completely justified in feeling the way that he feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he has been through a lot. And I don't think that he's gotten the support mm-hmm. that he needs. Right. And he's been supporting everybody else. And he's and he has addressed... He's, you know, he said this mm-hmm. for several episodes now. He's mm-hmm. tried to make it clear that, hey, I'm not happy. We need to do mm-hmm. this. And she's letting it get to the point where he's like... He wants to walk the walk now. <laughs> I don't want to talk the talk. I want to walk, walk the, the walk. walk. Like that, that, talk. that to me is like that is somebody that is very frustrated. That is yeah. at the end of their rope, and she still doesn't seem like she understands the urgency yeah. of it because yeah. she's just like, well, we can go, we can do this, right? But she she's, said, she says something about like, oh, when you're angry, I can tell you're angry, or I think she's talking about it to somebody else. She said, when he's angry and he says things really intensely that like she feels it and it makes her shut down and so i think her reaction when he expresses his emotions is to just get quiet and like not timid because it's not like she's shutting down and getting defensive or angry it's just like she shuts down and kind of internalizes it so he will like he'll express an emotion and she'll be like scared so she doesn't say anything because i think she's like reacting in her own way right and so i think that's it's like hard because to us it looks like she doesn't care and i think she's just she just doesn't emote in the same way it comes off to me that she doesn't really understand that yeah how he feels about it yeah i i I really don't get that sense of i feel like for him he has a sense of urgency like okay it's like Mm -hmm. put up or shut up time and she's just like well we're gonna be together whatever yeah yeah we have all the all of our lives to figure this out Mm -hmm. and that's not how it should be and Mm -hmm. you know i am rooting for them i mean they've been together forever they've been through a lot Mm -hmm. but you know when you're at the end of your rope you're at the end of your rope yeah and there's nothing wrong with that people outgrow each other people how old are they Mm -hmm. are they our age yeah about yeah shit that's a long ass time you know yeah it's just it's a lot and i think like they like, I think it's just his role in the family system is, like, everybody depends on him. That, like, it would destabilize the whole system if he were to go away for treatment, for right. example. Like, if Kate was left alone with the kid and he went to Arizona for months, that would be really hard. Like, she would not she would not do well because, the like, she would adjust. But the system, like, he plays a lot of roles in the family and so people need to start t- being able to take on some of those roles so that he can get a little bit of It slack. can't be a perpetual thing. You can't yeah. always be supporting somebody. No. 
the point of supporting somebody is that so eventually they can support themselves exactly and you can have that healthy dynamic you can Mm -hmm. have that back and forth if you are always the person that people come to mm-hmm. with their shit, you're going to get sick of it. Yeah. And he's he's sick of it. Exactly. So. And it's like everybody else, like, his family throws him for wild, wild loops. It's, like, kind of really interesting that Kate is, like, the least of his worries, but it's still <laughs> It's still there. It still lingers. You know? He also has the best, worst outfits on this show. <laughs> By far. I don't know so where hard. he shops at. I feel like he shops at Forever 21. Right. It's and like, he gets the longest t-shirt he can find. The it's XL. the same as like the relationship. It's like I'm always rooting for Tyler to learn how to dress. <laughs> He's trying. He's so into it. He, he does loves try. his fashion. He tries. He's very vain. He loves the way he looks. Like, And he's just not getting it. And he's just but... like... It's like playing darts. And you're just off the mark, just a little just bit. Just a little bit. And I think that's a Midwestern fashion thing in general. People in the Midwest just oh, really? tend to always have something a little bit off with their outfits. <laughs> so Just enough to keep it from being fire. Yeah. Just enough just so nobody else bit. wants to wear it. Yeah. Unfortunate, but right. we can only help. Alright. Well, good luck to those two. <laughs> And then we have Macy, so we're kind of doing these in the order of, like, most interesting to least interesting. This is where Macy is Falls right in the now. lineup. <laughs> I, know, so, I don't think they've had an interesting story no. this entire season. And it should be interesting because Ryan's in rehab, and there's, like, but a lot of co-parenting issues. But that's, like... And his baby, like, Mackenzie was pregnant at this time, like... There's a lot of, like, room for conflict. But it's not there. (laughs) There's, like, a vacuum of drama in this storyline. And it's because she she is a really good mom. I think that they have a really good parenting system. I think that... Her and um, her husband are very solid people. Yeah, and right. I think that's what makes this very boring because right. they handle not, everything. Right. They, they are very mature. They aren't on drugs. People around them are on drugs. Right. You know, Ryan is on drugs, but he's not really... In the picture. And, he used to be on the show, but he's not. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like their entire story is, well, Ryan is on drugs and now he's in rehab. Exactly. But he hasn't been there in the first place. So why... What's used different? to be on the show. He used to like, be on the show? It's a lot, yeah. Yeah. But I think it was nice, this episode, to have... Like, there was kind of like a Taylor appreciation episode. That's and that's very good. And it was really, like, cute and interesting to see. Like, they went back to Taylor's hometown, and he had, like, a heart-to-heart with his mom. And then they had, like, this party with his friends. They were in Texas. And, like... The friends thing seemed kind of awkward, but everything else seemed, like, super genuine, and everybody was just, like, appreciating him, and that was really cool. See, that's the situation, going back to Cheyenne and Zach, (laughs) where, like, you can be there. Right. You can be in a relationship with somebody that has a child. Right. But it kind of has to be, like, their father isn't in the picture. No. Because then there is no conflict. Like, he's he fills a vacuum. And there's yeah. no conflict. He no, wanted he I wanted think, to take like, on that role. He wanted to be with her, and he understood that she had a child that he yeah. needed to be a parent for, and he yeah. he took up that role. And that's how that can work. But yeah. if you're in a situation where the other father the father is there, and they are hanging out all the time, they're mm-hmm. she the child has a parent there. There's no place for you. No, I think I don't think that's true. I think you could always have more parents. 
I don't see. I've I seen, don't see. Like, I've seen people, not me personally, but I've seen people I know who have good relationships. Like, Cheyenne, for instance, is a good example, actually, because her, she is good with her dad and her stepdad. I actually think that is weird. I think it's weird that her They're dad, that her dad was like, well, Corey's not, or Zach isn't my guy. Corey's yeah, my well, guy. But, but not talking about that. But, no, I think that their, <laughs> I think that their family is weird. So I, No, not talking about that. But just talking about having, like, two sets of parents, yeah. I think is totally doable. Like, I think you can co-parent and still have a father in the picture. I think that it makes it, it makes it difficult uh, and i like they are probably the exception to the rule mm. Mm. i don't know like because i don't think that's fair to say like oh if a woman dates somebody new like that guy has to be the dad figure i don't think that's like i then mean why, I, why is he I, there why is i he had there? a stepdad who well i didn't have never mind i didn't have a normal childhood so never mind but same, same girl <laughs> so i don't really i can't really speak on this but i do i like i've seen co-parenting i think um like, there are some co-parents on Teen Mom 2, which you haven't watched yet. Uh, there are some co-parenting relationships that do work out. So I don't think, like, I don't think we should be encouraging absent fathers so that people can be stepdads. No, I'm not. Step I mean, I want people to be fathers to their children. Yeah. What I'm saying is that if you're going to be a stepfather, it is much easier I don't when the father true. isn't there. If If that's what you want, if you're just there to be in the relationship, then that's a different story. But if you're there because you see a future with this woman and her child then you mm-hmm. have to be you have to be yeah, that but i think you can be a father figure while the father is also how 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 i've seen that happen how you i need can. an ex- i need i need to be able to conceptualize how you can how a man can be in a relationship with a woman and playing that father role while another man is also being a father because and you can have a father and a grandfather at the same time but there's no competition the difference is that but that's a, but the, you can have a dad and a stepdad at the same time it's totally but the comp- it's it's naive to think that the competition between those two wouldn't exist I don't think it does. Like if you watch, like if you watch Teen Mom two, Kaylin's son Isaac, her first son, she has with Joe, and when she was married to Javi, Javi and Joe were both Isaac's father figures, and Isaac also has his mom and his step his stepmom V, and they like both sets of parents have younger children, and it, it works. Like, I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm <laughs> saying that it. I don't think it makes the difficulty it... increases mm. dramatically when there are two men, one woman, and well, one I child. Well, I think like if they're both good parents, then I don't think it's an issue. But how likely but is that? That's just you, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this this show is full of deadbeat dads. Yeah, but not like I don't know. So I, I just don't it, think that it's very. I I would. Say it's very difficult. This is why we're having the podcast. But I don't right, think, like, I don't, <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> I just don't think that's, like, I don't think that's fair to women to be like, oh, like, if you want your kid to have a stepdad, you have to not let the kid see their dad. No, that, no, like, that's that's not what I'm saying. I am saying <laughs> that if the dad is active, if, if you and the dad are doing shit together, like, you're taking the kid to... I don't, uh, performances I think that you can all shit. go to school concerts I don't see how, games. how? They sit on one side, you sit on the other side. You both say hi to the kid after. That's petty. You're nice. But but is that a healthy dynamic? To have? Yes. Everybody's happy. Everybody gets along and the kid is happy. There's no reason for there to be drama. 
if Ryan gets out of rehab, he, he used want, to go to he used to go to Bentley's what soccer baseball I games. I don't understand. He didn't I, go a lot, you know but what? he would go and be there at the same well, time. Well, that's as his that's stepdad. what I'm saying. He didn't go a lot. If he went to every single soccer, game. it doesn't. But he if he was if okay, he was Kaylin's, there getting the Kaylin's child, baby up. daddy Joe goes to all of Isaac's soccer games. You know what I mean? And Javi also went to all the soccer games. Like it's really not. There's no reason. And for what it to happened be to their marriage? That has nothing to do with the co-parent. Like, Kale's co-parenting with with Joe is the only good thing about her life. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> like, it's really not, like... And then there's also Leah and uh, Corey on Teen Mom 2. They both have new partners and new children. Younger children than the children they have together. And they can go... They can all go to the games. There's no awkwardness. They just have more parents. I would say you that... Saw, you saw an no, OG when can, Amber it, and Christina no, were there. No, no. See, that's the thing. It is possible. It happens all the time. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Of course, that is possible, and it <laughs> happens. I'm saying that it's very rare, and it makes having a relationship very difficult. I... Um, at, at at very least, in the beginning of a relationship. Because you're going to butt heads. You're go- there's going to be conflict. There's going to be competition. Especially... Especially if the dad is still trying to get at the mom. But I just, I don't think, like, I don't think that's always the case, that's all. I would say that 80% of the time is probably the case. I don't think, case. like, what if the, like, Ryan, we're talking about Macy, Ryan is married to another woman and pregnant with her. Right. So why would, if he was an active father and wasn't in rehab, why would Taylor have any trouble co-parenting with And him? maybe that's a situation that can work when you have... When everybody is in a relationship and there are boundaries. But every, you can have those boundaries with somebody and still, and need, like, they're not dating. I just don't think See, it's like. The difference between Macy and Cheyenne is that Cheyenne didn't have any of those boundaries. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about how. But that's easy what it is. I'm talking about. But if you don't have that established, that's how easy it is. To run into conflict. But that wasn't the case in Macy's case. And you're saying it would be harder for Taylor to be a stepdad if Ryan was a good dad. Yes. But Macy already has those boundaries with Ryan. So that's not even... Well, then they, then they wouldn't have that issue. But, <laughs> I'm telling you it's... But not... how many people have those boundaries, though? You know, a lot of the times... A lot of them. And a why lot of you, the like, times... Like, why are you blaming women? I'm not... Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not blaming women. I am blaming the fathers for not being good fathers. So you're saying they're not good fathers, but at the same time, they're trying to get back with their baby mothers. Like, which one... I'm saying that a lot of the time, that is the case. Like with Kayla and uh, Stefan. Oh, Steven? <laughs> What's his name? Stefan. Stefan. Like, you have that on and off. Like, there, there's going to be a point where they're back in a relationship or something approaching No, that. she actually... Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's fine. I would, okay, well... I just... I don't think that... Like, I can take your argument, but I don't think that's valid, and I think... But I'm not... I just I'm don't not think, blaming. Let's I don't get think that men, out. You know, I'm not blaming. Because I, I think, like, this society, be a problem if society men... expects, like, women to get along. You know what I mean? Like, nobody says... Nobody says it's... Like, do you think it's harder for a, somebody to be a stepmom if the child has a good mom? No. So, there you go. Like, that's... I don't... I But I think that women... In our society, it's easier to be maternal and put the child before anything. But for men... The stepdad would see the dad as competition. There's just no 
there's no two ways around that. But it's not about the dad as competition. It's about the bond and the relationship with the and kid. That, and that's one thing. And you can do that. And that's that, all it needs to be about. But that's not all it's going to be about. As you can see with Corey and Zach. I don't agree with you. Okay, I mean... That's <laughs> I just don't agree. <laughs> but we're gonna, let's just move along. Yeah. Well, there was something that I wanted to say about Macy, Taylor Appreciation... Yeah, I mean they're just they're just very boring because they have their shit together. <laughs> yeah, they they are very good parents. They're very good people, it seems. Exactly. And so I mean I wish I wish them the best, and <laughs> I just kind of would like some drama from them. Yeah, it would be nice. But we'll see. And then last of OG. At least. Woo. <laughs> Amber. So this is extremely. This is like watching paint dry. All these people do is sit on the couch. Play with the babies and fly to LA every weekend for something, for some new event. I don't care about them. Yeah. I think, like, (laughs) it would be interesting if you saw, like, because you have not seen Amber's backstory, so you don't even, like. Was she on Marriage Boot Camp? She was, yes, actually. But even. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Was it the same guy? No. She was with some piece of shit. He was a piece of. I remember that. Yeah. He was a big piece oh of shit. Gosh. Oh, God. He was, like, 60, too. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What was she doing? Yeah, so... in And before that, she was in jail. Like, oh, fuck. She has a really, really rough past. Like, really rough. And so, like, it's almost... For me, it's almost relieving to just see her sitting on a couch sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't mind being bored because well, that means that she's doing good. I mind being bored. I don't want to be bored. That's... I don't watch TV to be bored. Yeah. You know, and I and that's I, cool. I'm happy that she is doing good. I'm happy that she has a partner that seems also like a very good human being, a very good provider. Yeah. Um, that they have structure. They do shit. They go to L.A. every weekend. Yeah. You know, like that's awesome. And yeah, Andrew seems dope. He seems like a good dad. Very yeah. That and that's and they have a very good co-parenting relationship with Gary and Christina. That's all awesome. But yeah. why do I need to see? that? Yeah, that's none of my business. You know? So, <laughs> so that's I don't know what it. to say about her. I mean, keep doing your thing. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to see her doing well. Like, she talks about her mental illness a lot on the show. And I think, like, with her and Kate, they're always talking about it. And I think that's, like, a storyline that the producers are pushing, like, to get them to talk about it. And so I think it seems like to us that all they do is talk about their depression and their trauma. But I think, like they're only talking about it for the cameras when the cameras are rolling like i don't think that amber's entire life is dictated by her mental illness and i don't think she's talking about it all day i think like she just talks about it on camera and so like we probably only see a slice of what she's really doing with her life right and so i think like i try to take that with a grain of salt but what we do see is pretty boring it is not compelling television just like i'm not will smith that is not compelling um i mean I don't even remember what their pre- previews were. Do you uh, know? No, no idea. I don't know what they did this last episode. She was boxing. She went to box. That was cool because he kind of pushed her out of her comfort. Like, it was really nice to see Andrew going out of his way to get her to, like, to help her help herself. Yeah. Because I think a lot of men, like, that Amber has been around, and I think, like, a lot of people like Amber just want, like, a man to come rescue them and take care of them. But he's, like, helping her be strong and independent on her own. And I thought that that was, like, really touching. Yeah, that's 
And that's very important, too, for people with mental anything, is that they understand (laughs) they are capable of pulling themselves out of whatever they're going through. Right. And if you can give somebody the tools to do that for themselves, that's more important than doing it for them. Yeah. And I think, like, I just think that was, like, she teared up at the end because she was so grateful. And I think, like, that's good. Like, I think that was just a very wholesome but boring scene. But, yeah. But, hey. She got that check. They got the check. It is what it is. They go to L.A. every weekend. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. Is that it? That's OG. Oh, shit. Next week, I do Young and Pregnant. The real shit. Woo. Now we're going to start on Young and Pregnant. Hey, this is my shit. And, yeah, this is clearly the superior show. There's rumors right now that it's getting canceled, but I can't really tell what the fuck's going on. I need... Do we need to write a letter to somebody (laughs) at MTV? Petition, please. you You are kidding me? You're canceling this show and not... The other show that has, like, three people on it that nothing ever happens? Exactly. I don't understand that. So, we're gonna start off with Brianna? Brianna. Let's get it. Well... Can we tell them the mystery we solved? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll oh, okay. get to... We'll, Later. Let's, let's, like, let's back up here. Okay. Because Brianna... I, I was very sympathetic to her mm-hmm. and very, like, understanding of everything that she has been dealing with. I under... Like... I know very little about her previous relationship, mm-hmm. but from what we saw today, they, right. they obviously had issues, <laughs> whatever. So her and her family move across the country to Oregon and she brings Robert with them <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> and like, I know that throughout that entire time, we're like, well, what the fuck are they going to do when they get there? They right. Don't... We were all asking it. We were all wondering and it went as bad as we thought it would. That's typically what happens. When you just go across the country with no real plan or objective. Like, this guy is in 12th grade, you know? Like, what What was the plan? I don't understand what they thought he was going to do. Like, we, we've been talking about how, like, they wanted him to come out there because they thought he'd be an extra paycheck and he'd help make money and make, like, support the family. But he doesn't have a high school. He doesn't have a GED or a license. Or driver's license. Probably doesn't have a debit card. And we've, like, slowly learned all this, like, piece by piece. And it's, like, now it's, like, why would you expect him to be able to provide for you? And then get mad at him when he can't. Like, once you realize that actually he's not taking care of you and you're taking care of him. And it's not even, like, it's not even, like, he's a bum. But he's probably, like, 17 years old. I, I don't know what. Yeah. Well, what can he do, you know? And, like, he's dependent on them for everything right. now. Because he's across the country and can't get anywhere. Where are his... Why has nobody called Child Protective Services on his parents? Oh, my God. For letting them go... For letting him travel across the country in a fucking U-Haul. I think he was probably 18. To Oregon. But... Still. I don't... <laughs> yeah, it's just none I... of it seems to be thought through. I'm really, like... I'm really upset with Brianna's mom for the way she acted through this whole thing. Like... I just thought that was... Like, I don't understand... Like, if you want to go across the country, sure. But why would... And, like, you want to bring your daughter across the country, sure. But your fucking... Oops. Your infant grandchild... We can cuss on this show. (laughs) I'm fired up. Like, your your infant grandchild... Like, why would you take... (laughs) your infant grandchild somewhere with you if you don't know where you're gonna sleep and if you're gonna have money for food and it's like you you know where were they from minnesota wisconsin wisconsin yeah 
Wisconsin to Oregon in a U-Haul with a fucking infant. It's just it doesn't make and like I can't get behind it. Um, every like everybody on Reddit has said like, isn't it really fishy how like she just up and left and like is she running from the law or something? Like we don't really know. I don't really care to speculate. I just think it's messed up that they decided to do things that way. I think it's really it was really short sighted on their part to think like that Robert was gonna help because Robert has been draining their resources. That's like an extra mouth to feed. And like, now, if you really cared about this infant, you would only rely on yourself. Like, you cannot rely on other people, especially people you've only known. For four months. It just doesn't... Add not up. for something like that. <laughs> like, they jumped into a relationship. And I understand. I've been young before. I've been mm-hmm. 18 before. And <laughs> I understand that. But, like, you can't really... Especially her mom and her grandparents. Like, why are you upset at him? Mm-hmm. What did you expect? It, yeah. He's he's doing the best he can working at Taco Bell. Ooh. I think so. MTV, you tried to pull a fast one on yeah, us by this parking. This is our big big uh, re- uh, contribution to society. <laughs> We've solved the mystery. Robert definitely works at Taco Bell. They tried to have Brianna pull into the parking lot adjacent to Taco Bell, and then when they pulled out, you, you can see, see Taco, Taco Bell. Bell, and he's and there's a bag in the back seat. That looks like it has like uniform uniforms. He in it. he works at Taco Bell, or probably yeah. washing dishes or making food. And he can't even get there on time because he doesn't have a car. No, because he doesn't wake up on oh, time. Yeah, he a... would get there on time. I'm sure Brianna was up and awake to take him. That's fucked up. Yeah. But really, I mean, just like go back, go back where you came from and restart your life yeah. because this isn't. And this let isn't us just it. forget about you, because it's like I mean. I don't even really blame... Like, I think he was stupid for thinking he could, like, do all this shit. Well, he didn't even want to do it. I really... But I just, like... I don't feel really... Well, I understand why Brianna would think... Like, I understand why they thought that he would... Well, I don't understand why they thought he would help. But I understand wanting to bring him. I don't really blame her for that. But I just don't think that she can really sit there and feel bad for herself that, like, he isn't her Prince Charming because, like... He's really? not going to take care of her. He's not going to provide for her. And, like, if you, like, I don't think that's the most important thing in a relationship. But some women, that's what they want. Clearly. And, but then they choose people who cannot do that. And then get mad at those people. For not being able to do what they want. So, I mean, she is, I don't think she's wrong for asking him to yeah. get a GED and get a job. No at all i think that he yeah. should understand that and it's really weird that he has no ambition to do so that is very and weird. has like excuses it's like, very or it's like i'm gonna get into it you know like what else like, are you doing you're in you uh, presumably you don't know anybody in oregon you don't right. know anything about oregon so what else are you doing right that's just that you sad. can't get your ged that you can't get a job why why is it that your girlfriend has to come to you and say hey you need to get right. a job you should know this i don't right. care how old you are you should understand that you need money, you need to support yourself, and you need to support the people around you. Mm-hmm. Pull your own weight. Mm-hmm. So, fuck him too. I hope he goes back and like <laughs> gets his life together. Yeah, it's just, the whole thing is depressing, honestly. That poor baby. The poor baby. Yeah, but that I think that's pretty much all we had to say, right? I think so, yeah. Cool. So, speaking of people not providing, we'll talk about Kayla. So, we've been having 
a huge argument over here. Is it, was it, has it been an argument? Uh, we've been, you know, bickering. It's been a, a heated discussion, let's call it that. Yeah, we've had a debate over here and <laughs> about whether or not we think it's right that Jamie, Kayla's mom, right. says that if Kayla wants to move out, she has to pay her own phone bill, too. Right. And I come at it from, like, I moved out of the house when I was 18 years old. And my mom has not paid a bill of mine since then. It's like since the day I left, she that but was was all my she own. paying them before? You know, well, she was paying the cable and electricity and all of that. But was she paying for your phone? She before? didn't pay anything before that. Right. So you you didn't. But that's if the she whole had my mom been paying my phone bill, when I leave her house, I am an adult. I'm independent. I'm on my own. If I need something. If I am about to have my hot water cut off, Mm -hmm. then I can call my mom and say, hey, mom, you have $30 so I can pay Mm -hmm. this bill. It is not right for me to assume that my mom will pay my cell phone bill if I'm not living there. If I'm out in the world doing my own thing, living my own life, making my own money. It's, It's very difficult for me to understand why she would think that her mom would continue to do that for her. If you're not living in the house. The point of living in the house... It's so that you have that support. You have everything that you need. And once you leave, you're on your own. I think what you're... Like, I think that you're not coming at it. Like, I think that you don't understand it because if your mom wasn't paying your phone bill before, then you don't understand, like, why she would keep doing that. If your mom has never done those things for you, no shade to your mom. Like, you know, nothing like that. But just people have different parenting techniques. Yeah you know decisions to be made and i respect people whose parents want them to pay for everything you know what i mean but if your parents have like been helping you and been paying for your phone it makes sense that you would expect them to keep doing it's different once you leave their house but and i agree with that but i just think like i and kayla said the same thing in this episode that like she didn't assume her mom would pay it forever however why my point of view is like why would you make it harder on your child to be successful like why would you hold them back and why would you take back support that you are already offering how much is a phone bill you know you could get yeah. a you could get you a phone get for, for 40, 40 50 dollars yeah. so if she has if she has the means to move out pay a security deposit but it's not get all it's not the that utilities it's just more off. like she one, has the means to pay fifty dollars it's no. the principle but it's one more thing she doesn't have to worry about and i think like because we like i've said like i think that you know if a if a if i buy my child a car or not i'm not going to buy them a car if my child has a car they need to be paying for the car i believe in that i think that if Kayla has her own car she should be paying for her own car and she said her mom wants her to pay the car insurance and I think that that is totally that should be done I agree with that because the car is for Kayla and not for Kayla's mom but if Kayla's mom is already paying the phone bill is already on her plan already has everything set up I don't see why like I just don't see the reason to take that away and I do think that Jamie's using it as leverage to try to no. get what she wants. That's the second part of, of it. I, I agree with you there. Her mom right. is being very petty. She's right. being very manipulative. Because I think it she would be... She doesn't want her to leave the house. It would be different if her mom said, hey, like, you know, you got a job, so that means you can start paying your phone bill. That would be totally cool. But she doesn't mention the phone bill until I'm thinking about looking at apartments. And you're like, well, just so you know, I'm not going to help you with shit, even though I already have been helping you. And, like... 
will tell you that I will help you with things. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, like, to me, if you can help your child and make their transition, especially when your child has a child, because that's another thing, you as an adult moving out, or as a teen moving out of your mom's house at 18, you didn't have a child to look after. So you didn't have extra expenses from for your child. And I'm sure her mom helped out with Isaiah too. But I just don't, like... I don't think that that needs to be... Like, it's something that is trying to prevent her from taking a step forward for herself. Right. And And I I think that that... Like, if her only obstacle to moving out is a phone bill, then I think her mom should just pay it. And hopefully she'll... But if she can't... If she's not ready to pay the phone bill, then she's not ready to move out. And I think that... And I understand that principle, but however, I just don't think it's practical. I don't think it's realistic to say here go from paying zero dollars a month to paying your phone bill your car insurance your car this and that but and when you want to but, and your utilities but and when your you, you want to move out when you want to move out and you want to be an adult and she wants to move out because she wants that independence and that's fine but you don't get to have that and also be relying on your mom I just don't, to pay bills for you. I don't think a phone you. bill is... Like, I think one bill, I don't think that's a... And it's something that her mom has already been doing. I don't think that it's... I don't... Like, the thing that bothers me is that it wouldn't inconvenience Jamie to keep paying it. Sure. No, no. You know what I mean? It doesn't take anything for her to do it. And so... And it's not like she's going to do anything with that money that she gets to keep now. That money is still going to go towards Kayla and Isaiah. And so I just think, like, I think maybe I don't disagree with the underlying principle. Your kid needs to pay their own bills. I agree with that. But I don't agree with the way that ja- that Jamie is using it to be petty and we can, reacting emotionally. I, I think that we can agree with that. Like, she okay. is, she's definitely using <laughs> that as leverage. She's de- yeah. She doesn't want her to go, obviously. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a different discussion. Yeah. But she's not wrong. Right. In wanting her to pay her own shit if she's going to move out right. and do that. I mean... Yeah. Maybe the way she's going about it is wrong. Yeah. And but that's she, the thing. The and underlying principle is not wrong. Like, I don't... I think it would be okay to be like, okay, you can move out, but just so you know, like, in three months, you're going to stop... Or I'm going to stop paying your phone. Like, giving it more of a transition than, like, absolutely not. You're on your own. Fuck you. Like, that's just such a weird, very emotionally motivated... Well, let's look at it move. from her mom's perspective. She probably doesn't have a lot of people... In her life, I mean, I haven't seen anybody <laughs> other than their family. So, I mean, she probably doesn't have much other than Kayla and Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And so that is why her reaction is no. Like, but then she needs to. She's be, putting up these barriers. She needs to be an adult and say, you know what? Like, I understand that's what you want to do, but I really wish you would stay here because I like being able to help and, like. Instead, like instead of being like, oh, you want to be an adult? Go be an adult. Like you're not gonna make it. Instead of being like that, you should be like, I like you. Don't, instead, you should be like, you should have no shame in staying at home longer if you want to stay at home while you go to school. Like, but they don't even get along though. It's and that's, not. It's not yeah. like they have a healthy dynamic. In and the first we can place. branch into everything else with that comment because I think like one of the things I also said tonight is that like Jamie just hates. St- hate Stefan which is not which is fair is fair is fair but to me it seems like she's more interested in hating Stefan than anything else like 
it almost seems to me like her grudge against him is like bigger than her concern for Kayla's safety and Isaiah. Like she says, I'm just worried about Isaiah's safety, but like she has a deep seated, like she has not forgiven him for their little argument. And like, that's fine. She doesn't have to trust him. But, like, she she is so spiteful about Stefan to where it's, like, it's not supportive to Kayla. And I think that, like, I mean, I don't know. This is a difficult situation. Well, I think that she has every right to feel that way about yeah. him. And I think that he deserves that. I think that he, he's always been very disrespectful to yeah. her. He, he's always, like, said shit that would not fly certainly with my mom or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so like I, I she has every right to feel that way about him and i think yeah i think that's true i think she can feel however he she is wants. kind of a shitty person but i think that like she i just don't like the way she expresses things then i th- i think she tries to act more mature and less emotional because she's an adult but she is very emotional and very immature and like she like <laughs> You know, she should be looking at Stefan from an adult's perspective, but she almost treats him like an equal with how much she, like, hates him. Well, I mean, I think that It's she, almost like she's, like, jealous of him, I think maybe because he takes Kayla's attention, I think, away yeah. from her. But I think that, <laughs> again, true. let's look at yeah. it from her perspective. She doesn't come across to me as somebody that is very high functioning i mean she she just seems like that's who she is and that's fine and so you can't really place expectations on her to be an adult or to be mature yeah and she has i mean this motherfucker beat her daughter up yeah you know i think that how she feels about him and how she reacts to him is her prerogative and she's justified either way it goes absolutely and i agree with that i just think like i just wish she had the self-awareness to be honest and be like i just hate this person (laughs) because she just hates him sure and it's like not even productive anymore it's not no he's not like but let's talk about how i think that she is probably right yeah. That Kayla is gonna let him slowly back into their their lives, and I th- like this is what I think. I think that like, I think that Kayla's going through a lot of inner turmoil, having to make these decisions. Like, these are really hard. Like, can you think about how hard that would be to have to decide? Like, am I gonna take away my son's father from him because of something that his father did? Like, having to be in that position. When, obviously, it's, like, Stefan's actions would take him away. Like, it's Stefan's fault, and it's the consequences of Stefan's actions, not of Kayla's decision, really. But, like, for her to be in that position and have to decide what is best for her son, and if that's, like, against her own best interest, and, like, what if she makes the wrong decisions? Like, you know she has to be going through so much turmoil, but she can't even talk to her mom about it because her mom is so hateful and so unproductive like her mom will not tolerate Kayla doing what Kayla wants like her mom only wants Kayla to do what Jamie wants and it's really sad because I think what Kayla needs is an adult who will listen yeah and that she feels comfortable I don't think she has I don't think her friends are that helpful either for that oh but we know Annabelle like Annabelle is a boss. Like she's she's the one who called the cops. Like, but I think that her mom is right in saying, "Hey, like, 
let's start out with supervised yeah. visits. Let's let's like take these babies. St- this right. motherfucker beat the shit out of right. you two weeks ago, right. and now you're having lunch with him. Right. And that that is how people that end up in very, abusive relationships. That's alarming. she's she's very right. You know, maybe mm-hmm. again, maybe the way she's going about it is unproductive and unhelpful, and it's just causing Kayla I think to she be just resentful. She just doesn't respect Kayla. I, I think that's true too. I don't and think so. She, Kayla doesn't respect. I don't think her. she trusts her judgment at all. Yeah, and like Kayla doesn't respect her, and she takes it like she takes it personally if she's like, "Don't talk to Stefan," and then Kayla's like, "Okay," and then goes and talks to him. Like Jamie takes it personally because she's too immature to realize like Kayla's situation, and I just think, I think, she, I think Kayla deserves better. On all accounts, from Stefan, but from she Jamie. seems like she she seems like she has a lot. She has, you know, she's very well put together. Right, I think she's very right. Smart. She has a job. She's going to school. She, she will figure it out. out. I don't feel like she's not going to figure it out. Yeah, and it seems like she's motivated for her son and everything. Like, but I also think that her mom plays a very vital role in her life in keeping Absolutely. her and keeping her on earth yeah supporting her and like she may hate that but i think five ten years from now should be very thankful yeah absolutely Absolutely. and now we're gonna talk about jade um i personally love jade really yeah i think she's funny i feel like she tries so hard like she i feel like she i don't know i just have a lot of respect for her yeah i think that What's, you know, sticks out to me with their situation is that he mm-hmm. probably doesn't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. And that's why he is yeah. very lovey-dovey. Oh, I want to be... I want this. It's because he doesn't have anywhere else to yes. go. Yes. Yes. We were having this that's, conversation yeah. earlier. I was like, do you think he... Like, we were like, well, this is actually cool. He's being really sweet. And this is really awesome for Jade. But, like, I'm like, I kind of don't trust it. Like, we know he's going to therapy. But it's kind of like... I I asked not Will Smith over here. I said I almost said your real name. Oh, no. oh shit! I asked, Just edit that out if you do. I asked not Will Smith. Like, do you think this is real or do you think he's like putting on a show for the cameras? And then you said. Well, he probably doesn't have anywhere else to go. He's just trying to mooch. He's just trying to use her like he was before. Have a couch to sleep on. Which hey, I mean, get it how you can, you know. And it, it's just it's just wild to me watching Jade's story. Like she's raising a child, and she has no like she has people to help her babysit. But like one thing I was saying today too is that she can't get help from somebody without offering them something, right. and like without them being able to use her. Like you know that her mom only watched Chloe because she was gonna like Jade probably paid for the hotel they stayed in and like gives her stuff and then. They got to go out to eat and MTV filmed them, so they got the meal for free. So, like, and then the same thing, like, Sean wouldn't help Jade after the, like, he helped Jade after her wisdom tooth uh, surgery, but, like, she had to, she pretty much, like, offered him to stay with her as kind of, like, making up for it. And it just makes me sad because, like, she deserves people in her life who help her because she deserves to be helped and not expecting anything out of her in return right and that makes me really sad 
I think that she, like Kayla, is very well put together. She mm-hmm. has a good head on her shoulders, mm-hmm. considering the circumstances that she finds herself in. Like, mm-hmm. her mom and her stepdad mm-hmm. are... They are very fucked up. He right. looks like he is on He's a lot of drugs. like, alarming. He looks like drugs, you know? Yeah. When you think of the drug epidemic in America, that is what... Absolutely. And... Her mom, too, was on a lot of drugs mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, Sean is probably on drugs, too. Yes, yes. She might be. Yeah. she's probably on drugs. Like, everybody's on drugs, but at yeah. least... At least be able to function. At least be able to take care of your right. children. At least those basic things yeah. have to be taken care of. And yeah. she's the only person in this situation that Who does, does that. It. And she was doing that before she was pregnant. Like, she's really been grinding and, like... I have, like, a lot of respect to her, to her for being able to do all that for herself in those circumstances. Let's th- talk about, like, how if you're in a situation where your baby daddy has no place to go mm-hmm. <laughs> but your house. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And she's like, you know, I don't want him to be homeless. And that's... Right. Well, then he should get a job and pay rent. Right. I don't right, understand. Right. Like, why does nobody want to... <laughs> have an income in this show it's very that's a very strong theme in this show right now (laughs) this could be very if he just got a job and paid some rent got a job Stefan got a job with his 22 dollars in child support a month he had the nerve (laughs) to be upset about that (laughs) well the judge said i had to pay 40 dollars a month some bullshit i feel like Like, i'm getting finessed here like 40 dollars motherfucker for your child are you serious are you serious like i'm sure you spend more than that at taco bell I'm pretty sure you spend more on weed Absolutely. in a week. Absolutely. Than your child. Unbelievable. I can't. Yeah. The audacity. So, like, Sean should get a job. I don't know, like, what Sean does. Like, Doesn't look like much. I mean, if anything, this he should just, like, be a YouTube streamer of his video games. Because that seems to be all he does. <laughs> he would have a platform, I guess. The but team. He's, on, he's a weirdo. And, like... His hats are really stupid, too. Jade deserves better. So, shout out to Jade. (laughs) And then we have Ashley and Barr. And, like, this is actually surprisingly not a big episode for them. This was not. They were separated. They are on a break. It'd be like that sometimes. They were just, like, pretty much. Like, I mean, we were talking about how it's actually good that they can communicate. Like, between the two of them, they actually communicate pretty well. And they, like... I feel like Ashley has a good head on her shoulders and is very mature about a lot of things and can look at things kind of from a broader perspective. I feel like the same is true about him. And Yeah, and I think he's pretty, like, yeah, he's pretty, like, thoughtful and it's, good at communicating. It's very frustrating how involved their parents are in their relationship, <laughs> yeah. though. Yes. Like, her mom is like, does he put any money in your pocket? Does he buy diet? Like, that's right. really not your place. Right. You, like, their relationship and what how they structure that is right. between them, you right. know? And, like, the same for Barr's mom. Like, why are they that involved exactly. in their relationship? It's And it's, like, really a shame because when they're... It's just the two of them, they're really good. Like, a lot of their problems are caused by outside conflicts, and that's really sad to me. They they absolutely have to put up those boundaries between their parents mm-hmm. immediately because mm-hmm. it's hard to like listen to your mom say that your fiance isn't shit mm-hmm. 
right. and not take that with you. It's right. it's it's not that you're just gonna be like, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Right. Like that is going to affect your relationship. Right. It's going to affect your relationship when there's conflict surrounding mm-hmm. your relationship amongst people that are surrounding your relationship. Yeah. There's no two ways around that. It's just, and I think it's a a common theme in this like week, especially and throughout the show in general, is like there's just a lot of attempts on this show across all the stories to like shame men or judge men based on their ability to provide financially for their children and i just think like and not their children in some cases and not their children in some 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 cases (laughs) oh whatever but like i mean like it's kind of interesting because like on one hand we're like um why don't these dudes get geds and jobs and like why why don't they have anywhere to live like those are kind of like questionable things however i just like i i don't like the idea that a lot of people like a lot of people on the show will discount everything else that person has to offer because of those things like those are important factors like whether a man can take care of himself i think is like important maybe not whether he can take care of everybody else too which is what a lot of people expect of men on these shows but i think like and in society and in society and i think like okay wanting a man to take care of himself like i think that's valid but i think like there's been situations where like brianna like really was into into robert and like thought he was great and then once she realized like he's broke then she started to be like you don't have a license you don't have this and like all his other good qualities went out the window but i think that that's fair like in their and situation I think, and i think that that's like that is a deal breaker for some people but I, I mean i in their situation when like you are across the country you don't have anything you have to pull your own way right i mean there's no right. there's no excuse for him to not be working and i think like on either end of the spectrum like i think you know, if a woman did that as well, like, if Brianna did that, like, I think that we would also be critical. So I think, like, there's, it's valid to critique that, but I think, like, we often see people, like, equating men's worth at all, not only in their ability to take care of themselves, but to take care of everybody around them. And I think, like, I get the frustration, but I'm just interested in it, I guess. Like, I'm interested in understanding it and thinking about it more. Well, you have to think, like, these people are not the richest people in the world and so everything that somebody can bring in is very valuable and that's oftentimes why people get in these relationships is because the other person can provide something and there's weight to that because you know there's like a wage gap you know like that's a real the wage gap is real so like i understand i don't think that really applies to any right yeah but like i think I think it is worth thinking about because, like, it's not, like, the expectation is really high. It's not just that, like, you make money, but it's, like, you make money for all of us. And, I th- and like, women aren't expected to make money for everybody. They do. Like, that's what they're all doing. Jade is making money for everybody, you know. So I think it's just interesting that that is how men are like that is kind of the only criteria that men are judged by and i think that like encourages men to not care about being emotionally healthy and not caring about like being able to be thoughtful for the people around them if all people want from them is what they can provide yeah financially well that's the society that we live in yeah and so i think that's an interesting thing to look at and i think like but bar is a really interesting case of that because but why isn't he working that's my question, but like, there's a lot of structural factors at play, 
Like, there's just a lot going on. And so, like, I don't think it's fair to Ashley. I don't think it's fair to Holly. Like, those are true statements. It's, you know, and that's very true. And I think that men are expected to bring in a lot of Mm -hmm. value, a lot of wealth. Like, men are supposed to be providers. And I think that, obviously, like, at this point in time, that that's not really realistic. You know, women Mm -hmm. are more educated than men. Women have access to these jobs that men don't really have. But at the same time, you can be working. Yeah. You can be doing something. Like, I think... I don't know why I think this, but I feel like Bar out of everybody has, like... I wouldn't say the most potential, but it does seem like he's dedicated to progress and growth. Like, it does seem like he wants better for himself more than anybody else. And he, like... Like I said, he com- he communicates his emotions really well, I think. Not all the time. He has, like, anger issues sometimes. But I think he communicates really well. And I think, like, those are qualities that, like, get overlooked. And he's a good dad to his child. Like, he takes care of his child and is good with his baby. And I think, like, people overlook those qualities. And I think that's sad. Well, I mean, it's it's easy to overlook that when, at the end of the day you're not bringing home right. the bacon if you i mean like it or not that is a man's role <laughs> in our society those gender roles and that's yeah. what it is well, and you like can be we... the best human being but if you aren't providing that's what people will say about you that's... And i think like instead of do instead of setting up our expectations i think it would be more realistic to be like well women are more educated so like I think if we just admitted that women in all in all of these situations the women are the providers. Yeah. So if we just admitted that and we're like okay, well women like it should be an equal responsibility, but women are doing it. So like what can like if we just admitted that it is what it is and if it wasn't such like a pride and ego thing for men and if men's value wasn't defined by that, it would actually make society a lot better. <laughs> If, like, Bar didn't have to worry about maybe getting a really nice job, but just, like, a part-time job, and then he could do childcare while Ashley works on her career. But, see, but because he has to be this man and this provider, he has to get a good job, and he has to make a lot of money. I think that's a, that also that's another discussion, because there's <laughs> plenty of studies that have shown that when men make less mm-hmm. than women, then the relationship but I on average doesn't last I think long. that's a societal issue, though, because men are made... Like, because society tells men to feel like they're worth but that's But that's not really on men. That's all... Makes... That's because women don't want to be with men that but make that less is... money than them. I don't think that's true. You don't think that's true? I, look I, at I... all the women on this show. <laughs> well, this show isn't the best, you know, example. But across the board, like, this is actual research that has been done i've never dated somebody who makes more money than me well is it because (laughs) is that because that is your expectation that you will make more money than somebody and that's not true by the way but (laughs) well i mean before you but like i think like i was i was surprised remember when i met you and i was like oh you have a job like come on (laughs) but that's need to go into that but like but I, I'm go I'm in a highly specialized field where I'm expected to make good money. Right. Hopefully. And so I've always like expected to make more money. And well then think, you you're the exception. But I think and I think like yes, like maybe women are also unhappy if the men make less than them. But I just but I still think that that's like that's not a natural biology gender role thing. That's like society. That's socialization. Sure. 
and I'm saying we shouldn't socialize people to feel that way anymore. Well, and then it won't be a problem in relationships. You know what I mean? <laughs> if we just make it not a problem in general, it won't be a problem in relationships. I agree with you. I think that'd be very awesome if me as a man, <laughs> if I could have worked part time and take and care of our kids. That, hey, fuck it, you know. But, and if nobody like, but people would have an issue with that. I don't see why. People would. You need to be working. You need to be out there. You need to be. Why are you letting your wife take care of you? People should feel free to challenge that. And that's all I'm saying. I I think that... I I agree with you. I I understand that what you're saying is real. Like, I think that's a real thing. But I just don't think it needs to be that way. I think, like, that's worth changing. Well, if you want... (laughs) If you want to bring home that bacon... I mean, I'm not right now, but I'll try. You know, but... So, yeah, I, I mean, they just really need to get their parents out of their lives. <laughs> Ashley and Barb, that's all Yeah, doing. they need to get their parents out of their lives. Like, their parents are way too involved. Whoa. It's way unhealthy. Yeah. Like, there shouldn't be that much conflict between them. Yeah, it's really sad. You know, and... Boundaries. Say, hey, I, like, I appreciate your opinion. But this is my I life. really don't give a fuck, though. Like, Ooh. I'm living my own life. Exactly. Everybody needs to have that conversation with their parent at some point. You know, <laughs> hey, listen, you do your own thing, but I'm my own person. I'm an adult. I'm going to do me. So, Ashley and Barr. And then, speaking of parents being too involved. Oh, boy. Once again, we have Lexi and Kyler. Oh. Um, yeah, so, like, one observation I just want to throw out there off the bat is that we were watching it and I like I I don't think either of us see anything wrong with Kyler not wanting to be at Lexi's house every day. Yeah. And this is a change of opinion for both right, of us, right? Right. Because we don't like him. <laughs> we thought he was just being a dick and like stupid, but it turns out that they probably look down on him and his family. Yeah. And he feels uncomfortable in their space. Like he's like he's from a very white trash hot mess family and i can say that because i'm from one of those and like his mom is just like a trashy mess and he had to pick he had to pick up a lot of the slack and taking care of his siblings like it's just not it doesn't seem like he had a very functional child childhood it seems like it was very dysfunctional and And they're just poor you know whatever and it'd be like that and he works and i think like lexi's family is much more comfortable they're comfortably middle class and they probably look down on him as white trash and he probably doesn't feel comfortable being around them because he feels like white trash that's what happens when white trash people are around people who are not white trash you feel uncomfortable because it's a different culture yeah i'm speaking to my own experiences it's a different culture and it's not comfortable because everybody expects you to be able to assimilate to the middle class culture that you don't know anything about right it's very uncomfortable like sitting at people's dinner tables and them asking you why you don't have a dad and how everybody needs a father figure and like all this crazy like everybody needs to be like this obviously duh and feeling inferior like who would want to do that furthermore why (laughs) is it why do they want him over at the house all the time right and like one thing that i think lexi's mom's name is amber like, one of the things she said was, like, it sucks because we're not around to bias and da-da-da-da-da. Well, like, you're not the parents. If if Lexi was moved out, if Lexi was married and, like, had children conventionally the way people expect to have children, you wouldn't be living with your grandchild. So, 
I understand it is what it is, but it's, like, I don't think that that's... And it's not like they do live in Arizona. It's literally, like, some nights they stay at a different house. I don't understand the possessiveness. Of these grand... Well, that's a common theme, too, is that these grandparents think that they are entitled to spending all of the time that they want with their grandchildren for some reason. Yeah, just was... because they like their children had these children in an <laughs> unconventional way, they think that well I can They're more involved. I can do whatever the fuck I want because they are married. And that's complete bullshit. I think that their parents have some real <laughs> attachment issues it's to both weird. Lexi and the child. Yeah. And they yeah. really need to Look again that. set up that boundary. <laughs> I and I like it's funny because when he was like, let's move to Arizona, we were like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? It makes mm-hmm. perfect sense now. Of mm-hmm. course, they would want to get away from mm-hmm. that. They have very overbearing child, uh, parents. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised that, it, like, their relationship is still functional. Right. Going? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Kyler, I think, like, Kyler will be a a good father. I think, like... I don't know about that, actually. Because he does work. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, he did fail 12th grade. Or, he didn't fail. He just didn't have enough credits to graduate. So, he failed. That's... uh, That's failing. Let's keep it a G. But... (laughs) Let's not sugarcoat it here. He failed. Okay, okay. He failed. Um, But but he was working. I think that's why he failed, because he didn't... Because he was working so much. And, like, I really do think he, like, he watches the baby. He said he would watch the baby Monday through Friday while she's at work. So, like, I really think that, I don't think she's going to have an issue getting him to be a dad. I just don't know if they're going to be together, and I think that's fine. Yeah. And I think, like, she can move on and do better, and but he can still be a dad to the, to Tobias. From Arizona. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, like, I think he'll definitely, like, I think he would make child support payments and like i i don't know why i get the impression i don't know if it's been said or not but i feel like he didn't have a father figure and he seems like somebody who like cares about being a father i don't think he cares about her i don't think he cares about her but i do think he cares about the kid i think he cares (laughs) about the appearance of looking like he cares about the kid i i honestly like I know for a fact, almost, that he does not care about her, and I feel like he cares about the kid because it's an obligation. Like, you kind of have to care about your kid yeah. if you're on TV. You well, because to... he was, like, an older sibling. He's, like, comfortable with kids. and He just seems like he wants his own thing. Space. He wants his <laughs> own life. Like, when he's like, you know, I'll get you a ring if you just leave me alone for a day. Like, he... Yeah. And I understand that. Like, he's or he 18 doesn't years be, old. Like, held back or chained right. Down. He wants to be And it's like and Lexi's not held back or chained down from doing what she wants to do, so it's not like she has to be either. It's just like so I think like he does want his own space and I think however that works out is fine. But I just I think he does care about having a kid. I just don't think he expresses his emotions. Like, no, he doesn't. No. He acts like he has no emotions, but I don't think we should mistake that for him being emotionless i don't know why i sound like i'm like trying to see the good in everybody and i really don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah you've changed for this podcast i don't know why i'm being so nice to shit on everybody and now you're like oh well in the moment i'm like talking shit watching the show but it's like out of love you know? it's i think it's funny how my perception of everybody changes over yeah. time and how like i'm more sympathetic to certain people and like other people i'm like what well, fuck them you know you've I just think, like, all these boys 
should go to therapy. And that's I think everybody on this show should go, should to, go therapy. to therapy. They should just turn it into a therapy show. Like that show, uh, Ivana, Save My Life. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that would be good. It's a great show, by the way. Well, we're going to have to watch that next. Oh, shit. So I think, well, we got through everybody. This is going to be a super long episode, and they're probably going to be long every week until... We die. <laughs> until the season's end. But I think also, um, this was since this was our first episode, we probably said a lot more like background information and I think like in the future we're not going to have to we can kind of just be like this happened what'd you think and that was right. it we don't have to go into backstories once we get a fan base detail. and they get familiar with us Ooh, well it's autopilot from there well, I hope this was entertaining I am not Will Smith I am JB and Joe pump 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 it up <laughs> and we <laughs> was that a JD feedback <laughs> welcome this is my boyfriend watches Teen Mom. See you next week.